From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Arnold talks to us about what his major considerations are when programming for multi-sport high school athletes. Advice on how to begin to integrate and understand VPT technology and the biggest differences in coaching high school athletes versus Olympians. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult and someone once said on our podcast, We pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. 
Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Spencer Arnold. He is currently the Strength and Conditioning Director at Hebron Christians Academy. He is also the owner of Power and Grace Performance. And prior to this, he was the Director of Strength and Conditioning at Kings Ridge Christian School. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate y'all having me. Super big honor. Been listening to this for, for a lot of years. Glad to be here. Awesome. And could you tell us a little bit about both your role at the school and your role with your business? Yeah. So at the school, um, pr- my primary role is to operate um, anything and every, everything strength and conditioning. So about 250 kids or so from sixth grade all the way to graduation will come through my weight room in a day. They play a myriad of different sports. A lot of, some of them, about 10% of them don't play any sports. They're just really into working out. Um, and so my job is to pick them up where they are, develop them for whatever their goal is, whether that's tennis or football or, you know, big biceps, whatever, whatever is their goal. Um, and, and put them on a track that is meant to develop them till graduation. So if I, if they transfer in in 11th grade, that's a, you know, it's a challenge. Got to get them right in a couple of years. But if I get them sixth grade, it's a long, slow process to make them great. Um, at whatever it is, their goal is when they graduate. So that that's, you know, built into our school schedule. They come in as part of the class schedule. It's a really sweet gig. Um, and then at Power and Grace, we um, started that company when I lived in Dallas, Texas. Um, but we are exclusively a competition weightlifting company. So we train competition weightlifters in the sport of Olympic weightlifting. Um, we train all levels, but um, ultimately, don't nobody comes to us to get a six pack. Nobody comes to us to you know get better at, at boot camp. The, the, the people come to us to compete in the sport of weightlifting. And we got everybody from I've never touched a barbell to you know Olympic medalists. Um, so that's kind of what happens there, and I do that at a separate facility. Definitely. Now at the school, sixth to you know twelfth grade is a, a pretty broad range of uh, ability level. So. How do you, how do you go about managing all that? 250 is a lot of, a lot of athletes with a lot of different types of just uh, training abilities. So how do you manage all that? Yeah, I think ultimately um, I'm lucky um, to be able to be well-resourced. I got a couple of really great assistants. Um, Basically anything I ask for, they consider. Um, And up to this date, they've, they've found a way to figure it out for me. Um, And so uh, I'm not necessarily looking to create a 12th grader that is an exceptional baseball player. I'm looking to create a 12th grader that is exceptionally moves exceptionally well, is resilient to injury and, and has all of this like kind of competition athletic goals we're looking for flexible, mobile, um, and explosive, uh, you know, got great cardiovascular endurance. I'm trying to create those things um, and then letting sports specific coaches do with that model, whatever they want. Now in sixth grade, that means, Hey, can we, can we learn how to hinge? Can we look with our body weight? Can we learn how to do an air squat um, all the way to, you know, graduation? Can we, we're an Olympic based program, obviously so from the ground doing the Olympic movement. So I'm, I'm really looking for graduating um, kids that can snatch and clean and jerk and um, can touch their toes and um, you know, can, can do all the things that are required of them um, in any, in any sports field. Um, and then hopefully, be able to specify that to whatever sports field, especially if they're going to college. But if I get them after they've committed to a college, then we'll start to get a little more narrow. Um, but we have a lot of multi-sport athletes. So um, sixth grade, you know, you're, you're teaching how to, I mean, what, 
what is working out, you know, what is movement, like how to move versus how to train. Right. And so then we'll progress to how to work out, how to train, how to compete, those kinds of things. Definitely. And how, how was the process of building that? Cause you, you've been at, at Hebron at, for what, three or four years now. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, I know sometimes coaches or parents or, uh, can be a little, you know, like our kids shouldn't be, you know, doing a, a hang clean, like, you know, what's, you're going to hurt them. So like, how, how, how is that building up the culture of, you know, it, we're Olympic based and we're good movers. Yeah. And I've been at places where that was a challenge. I did all the credit to Hebron and to their athletic administration, athletic director, Taylor Davis has been my biggest supporter. Um, I think having, I think there's a dual combination of really great sport coaches that support everything I do and are in the weight room with me. Right. So I, they don't just like send me and then I send them later. Like they're there with me. That's a big help. Having an athletic administration that says, Hey, you know what, by all means, we're supporting everything Spencer does. If you want to email him, he'll, he'll email you back. And I always do. Like I respond to concerned parents with a really comprehensive email that explains why we do what we do. And then ultimately having the credential, like I having coached Olympians and at, at, at the Olympics helps a lot. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to tell a coach they got to do the Olympic lifts. I'm going to tell them we do the Olympic lifts because we we have the ability to do it. Um, and so it, well, I'm able to walk a parent through why we do it, but also, I'm also not having a, our, our ace pitcher snatching in season, right? I'm also not having, like, I, I'm also, there's always, always considerations, right? Like we're, we're safety bar. We got these really sweet um, safety bars that'll rotate forward. So for a front squat, so I'll safety bar front squat our outside hitters and volleyball when we're in season. So we're obviously modified, like we say Olympic base, but like there are a thousand derivatives of that that allow me to, to, to shift as we need to. And so I also don't really get a ton because um, saying we're Olympic based, but then when I explain that to parents, I'm always at, I'm always at parent meetings at the beginning of the season to explain how and why we do things. And that tends, tends to quell most stuff as well. So nice. Yeah, definitely. And how do you go about managing the multi-sport athlete? Cause I know in high school, it's a very, a lot more common. And, and, you know, when you have an athlete going from fall season to winter and into spring, um, how do you, how do you progress those athletes going through? Cause they typically are really good athletes and they're good at multiple sports. So how do you, what's the programming or what do you, what do you plan on doing with those? Yeah. Multiple, I would say three big things that we make sure and evaluate first, where are they at developmentally? So if they're a ninth grade student that is going to play um, football, basketball, and baseball, um, ultimately they're in our developmental spot. Now, unless the coach says to me like, Hey, this kid's a varsity athlete and we're going to, he's going to have impact on our, our games immediately. I'm going to treat them developmentally and, and communicate that to their coaches. So we're going to do a lot more base work um, with them. And that's going to look a way less like sports specific um, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to create a big base so that by sophomore, junior year, we're really able to, to go after it. Right. If I can get, I always tell kids all the time, if I can put eight cylinders in the car early, then I can build the structure around the car, but I got to have the cylinders, right. It's hard to build cylinders, hard to build strength and, and, and developmental strength 
when you're in season and you're a varsity athlete. Um, and so that's the first thing is always kind of consideration of development. Once they have reached varsity level, um, then it's, then it's consideration of impact of the sport. So if I'm a football player, what are the biggest things that could keep me off the field of football? And then eventually maybe basketball and baseball, if it's a serious enough injury, I'm going to, I'm going to resonate around those impact points. Um, so for, for football, that's like, man, make sure we're fresh on the field, make sure we're not sloppy when we get to Friday nights and um, things like that. Baseball, obviously arm care, basketball, it's a lot, of, a lot of Achilles and knee stuff. And so, um, and, and it just kind of depends on the impact of the sport. And so I'm, I'm modulating and turning volume up and down on, on training modalities based on that. Um, and then thir- thirdly, I'm there, we have one specific, like we're always working on we're always squatting in some regard. We're always doing some sort of pressing in some regard. We're always doing some Olympic lifts in some regard. And so even the shifts in and out of season aren't shifting. We're not shifting philosophies. We're not shifting. Like even the, even the tempo is the same. There are some things that I try to keep as some things always the same, regardless of season and sport so that there is some like consistency and constancy to what they do always. And so, you know, they're, uh, they're going to always be doing some sort of Olympic variation, no matter what. So that, that like constancy keeps me from like the, the, the multi-sport athlete shifting to another sport and now being sore for two and a half weeks because they've changed everything. We're not going to change everything. We're just going to change how we do everything. Um, and so that, that looks a little bit like that. We also have some great technology. We're able to use velocity-based training that um, prevents a lot of like crazy overtraining. It also prevents a, a ton of reps going too slow. Um, so that helps a ton. And then we also have, we have the catapult um, wearable technology. So I'm also able to watch our kids and see what their player load looks like and all that. So nice. Yeah. You got a, a full blown sports science uh, uh, department there going. That's good for you. I haven't told me no yet. I'm going to keep asking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely know how that is. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Now with the, with the VBT, what are you using? Like, I guess, technology wise. And then also, you know, what are you going for? Are there different, you know, speeds that you're looking for, for an in-season or versus developmental or are there, what's your thresholds that you're trying to get to when you're training with your athletes? Yeah. So developmental, we spend very little time outside of absolute strengths. 
we just um, we're going to spend a ton of time in uh, somewhere between 0.5 and 0.35 meters per second in our squats, and then somewhere between 0.2 and 0.4 in our presses. We don't use VBT on the Olympic lifts because um, it's not. I, I, I can firmly tell you it's not a good not a good auto regulator, um, and it's not a good test of readiness. So. Um, we don't use them for the Olympic lifts. My eyeballs are the best regulator for Olympic sure lifts. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we use that, but with the squats and the presses, we're going to live in absolute strength land a lot um, with our developmental group. Um, there will be days where we'll shift up um, based on, again, based on the kid. They're up till four in the morning studying for physics, like all those things. If all of a sudden 50% of their max looks like it's in absolute strength land, I'm going to I'm going to notice some things and shift up. Um, and then once we get to, if I do get an out of season athlete, then we, then, then two thirds of their squatting patterns and pressing patterns will be absolute strength. Um, so if I have them five days a week, that means three days we'll be, we'll be doing, um, some sort of strength work. And then the other days we'll move to accelerative or, or speed strength or something where we're doing true power output work, accommodating resistance type work in season, depending on the sport, we may only do like, we only live in that absolute strength zone one day a week, depending on the sport, depending on the the game schedule for the week. I mean, that'll shift a ton. My kids know like, Hey, if we're two days out from a game, what's a power day. And I can just say power day. And they know immediately like, Hey, click the accelerated strength button and live above 0.5 to 0.75. They just know. Um, and then I'll say, Hey, it's game day, speed day. And they know, click, click this, you know, speed strength day and live or strength speed day and live like above 0.75, even above 1.0, depending on the speed. Um, and so we, we will flux those speeds in and out of, of season with a, for a great example is our football team in season this year. They'll, they're going to do strength work on Monday on their legs. And then we won't, we won't get inside absolute strength again until the next Monday. Um, I just, that's like just personal experience. I've seen that that's enough. If you've done enough good off season work with them, that's enough. Um, and like it puts them on the field and in practice fresh and keeps them injury free and presses. We'll do that on Tuesday and then we'll stay out of that world. Um, I'm trying to highlight, you know, power anyway in season for them. So um, we're going to spend more time doing accommodating resistance and accelerative strength and that and live in that land more in season. So that, that's the best thing about BBT is I don't have to guess I, if I put 70% down, assuming it's going to be fast and it's not, I immediately, I mean, it, it, you don't put percent down, you took the speed down and then it auto regulates to them. If you know, the kid comes in and they're going to tell you that, Oh coach, I was up late studying. Really? They were up, like Snapchatting with a girlfriend. Um, and so like, or just like hormone, teenage hormones, man, it just, I, I'm not a good enough. Maybe there's people out there, but like, I'm not a good enough programmer to program for the shift of, in a, in a human, like a teenage hormonal body. The, the beauty of EBT is it does that for me. So um, we use it on everything. I have not written a weight on it or a percentage on a sheet for this, any of my strength work, um, in a, in a year and a half. Nice. That's awesome. And, and what technology are you using? Yeah. So we, we use perch, um, I mean, there's a lot of great technologies out there. I've used everything out there. I've used Rep One. I've used Gym Aware. I've used all those guys, um, and they're all great. They all have really great advantages. We use Perch because it's, it's out of the way, right? Um, I mean, every every technology has its pros and its cons. Um, we use Perch because um, it's out of the way, um, and they they you know they I can put it in a rack, and there's no tethers, nothing nothing the kid's going to step on or break or any of that. So yeah, no doubt, and it sounds pretty easy to use. Your the, your athletes know 
what button to press and then what, oh, yeah. what numbers to go for. Yeah. They know it better than me. I, I've, I've caught a couple of them trying to download their Snapchat to the, to the, to the tablet and I've had to shut that down. So they, they not only know how to use it, they know how to get out of it and turn something else. So yeah, no doubt. That's good. No, I think that's great. And now what would you say is a piece of advice for a coach that's looking to take on that VBT, the next step in the VBT side of things? Cause you, you know, you said you've been for about a year and a half, you know, really working on, dial in those numbers for absolute strength or power day or, you know, accelerative day. Um, and I know VBT is definitely widely used in strength conditioning, but I think it's def it's becoming mainstream where it's, it's almost the preferred way of going about programming. So, um, what would some advice would you say to any coach that's looking to take that step into the VBT? So I'm in year six of me personally using VBT. I used it for two years on myself to figure out what I was looking at. So, I mean, first step is fine. It would put, just added it. Hopefully if you're a strength coach, you're doing your own personal training. If you're not like, let's start there. Um, and, but if you're doing your own training, like add it into your own training so you can figure out like what, it, cause here's the thing, here's the thing about every strength coach in the world is a velocity coach. About, they're all doing VBT. They just don't know it. Right. Like they're in their Their eyeballs are telling them something. And this just objectifies what a good strength coach is seeing with their eyes anyway. So just like, let's look, let's just, just, I would say first, like do it on their own training and then be just add it in, like just put it on the bar. If it's, if you, know, you do it. And then like, just let the kids do the workout like normal so that you can then objectify what you think you're doing. Right. And, and see where you're not um, and see where you are. And, and that way you get, I did that for, for six months, I just told the kids like, Hey, do the workout. Like it's written, just make sure your camera's turned on. Um, and so then I could then go back and look at the data and look at it as it's going. And I began to understand better. Like, man, when I write five by five at 85% or 80%, that's what these speeds kind of look like. And you get a general awareness of what that looks like and feels like. And then your next step is like, just add it to one thing. Like just pick one element of your program. Like maybe it's just the front squat and only the front squat, like just pick it and only add it in there. Don't like the, the temptation of a strength coach is to get this new technology and then overhaul everything. There's a six year process for me to get to where I am now. Like don't overhaul everything, pick one element um, and, and try it there. Like I, I, and, and, and if it doesn't work, pull it away and try it on something else. I mean, I did, I did start to try and apply velocity based training to some of our Olympic derivatives it just didn't work. It didn't work. Was it? It didn't. And so I just pulled it away and, and we're not, we're not going to use it there. So I would just say, don't overhaul the world yet. Try it on yourself. Just like let it live on your athletes and learn something about your athletes and, and about BBT and then start to add, like slow trickle it into your program, but don't overhaul the world. Um, remember it's just one tool of like probably 25 in your tool belt. Let it be one. Don't let it be the whole, don't let it be the coach. No, I think that that is uh, some great advice. And you know, also the good advice is, you know, do your own dang pro programming. Like, you know, you should be your, your biggest Guinea pig and all your programming and all the stuff, the stuff you implement before you start doing do, it with do your five athletes. That's a three in the absolute strength zone and see how you feel the next day. Cause remember your athletes are going to feel that way too, probably at least something like that. And they're also doing football practice. So like put it on yourself and, and then add in the other stressor they've got and, and the, uh, you know, in the, the hormonal system of a teenager. Sure. And remember yeah. that. No, yeah, that's one thing. I just got a new batch of interns, and that's one thing I always do in the first two weeks is like, look, you're gonna do 
you know, a football workout and you're going to be under the same stressors of them. Cause a lot of times they're throwing around, you know, 80, 90% into a workout. And I was like, when's the last time you try to squat 80, 90% after you just did a small, you know, run in a practice, like it's, it's, it's different to be underneath it and know what those percentages feel like versus just prescribing them. Um, if you're going to be te- like the tempo too, that's another one to remember. If you're going to be a high tempo coach, like we're, we're fast tempo in the weight room. Like we move fast and we transition between elements fast. And I, I'm a high school coach. Like I got to fit in between bells. So we're flying also do it at the tempo. Like, so that, you know, like if you're, if you're like me, I am 175 pounds, you know, um, figure out what a 300 pound lineman is feeling moving that fast, right? Like try and resonate with that because it'll slow you down a little bit. I think. No doubt. No doubt. Now, how do you go about, you know, running your power and grace, you know, your, your, your business on the side of this specifically to weightlifting and, uh, you, you had tremendous success with it and it's been going on for a few years now. Um, is there a different approach when it comes to the client that comes in with never touched a barbell versus your Olympic athletes? Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very different with them. Right. So a, a client that comes in who's never touched a barbell wants to learn the Olympic list because they want to compete. Now there's a big, I don't let people join our team who just want to learn the Olympic list to learn them, right? There's a lot of great coaches out there that'll teach you. The goal has to be competition. Now it can be competition in a year, but the goal has to always be competition. So um, for me, it's, uh, it's fun, I mean, very fundamentally the same as if I have a 30 year old man who comes in and wants to <clears throat> learn the list so he can compete, I'm going to treat him a lot like that sixth grade kid. Like how do we do a squat? Can we do an overhead squat? Let's start there. You know, we're going to start fundamentally back there. And now generally they progress a little faster um, because they're an adult kinesthetic awareness is a little better, that kind of stuff. Like their understanding of what I'm telling them comes faster. Um, and so I, again, but it's the same progression. It takes, I mean, at least, at least 16 weeks for me to get to a place where I'm even comfortable with them putting a load on the bar that might be maximal. Um, and so I'm running them through a 16 week learn to lift type program. At, at, no matter what, it might be 20 weeks, depending on, it might be 25, depending on them. And so, um, <clears throat> that's generally how we, we run that program. If they're paying, if they're paying for personalized programming like that, the Olympians, however, um, think about Olympian Olympic level, international level weightlifters is you're no longer looking at like big rocks anymore. Um, like you're trying to find the one or two elements that you can identify that will make them from elite to super elite, right? We're talking about how, what element can I develop in somebody and get them from a, a snatch that's fifth in the world to a snatch that's first in the world. And that takes, so you're picking one element or two elements and trying to develop it in two years In two years. And so that's the, like, that's the crazy thing is like two years to add four or five kilos on something. I mean, that's how you, that's how you're thinking and progressing the Olympic lifts for a, for an Olympian is, and, and those, and those small rocks aren't, Hey, stay over the bar more, or, Hey, we want, we want your squat to go up. It's like, it's like how like for what, for instance, one of my Olympians with, with Jordan, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how I get her rate of force development to like push on the scale more to the left so that I can get her. She develops incredible force, but I'm trying to get her to develop force faster. And so that's using bilateral force plates. So she's a ton of technology to, and it's very super minute, right? Like she's, she produces force 
a ton, more than anybody at more than anybody that walks in our gym and tends to do it faster than 95% of the population. But 95% of the population isn't who we're trying to beat. We're trying to beat 0.5% of the population, maybe less than that. So with the Olympians, it's just finding minutia, making sure that minutia is what we actually need to train. And then, and then, and then train it as best you can and retest and hope it's working. I mean, it's, it's truly such a small, small thing you're looking at at that level. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they could offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.